0: This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, good morning, and welcome to Tech Talk Cafe. And we have guests today, so that should be really cool. If you hear these odd noises coming from the left, my left, you know it's a gentleman who likes playing with toys, which is going to be really interesting. I won't specify what toys yet, but it's going to be fun. Anyway. well, it's been quite a big week. If you're in the gaming field and uh if you're in the business of playing games, which most of us are, this is going to be quite the gaming show, I must tell you. The biggest a te- uh, biggest technology gaming show in the world was in San uh, no Los Angeles today this week, and that is the E3 show. And the E3 show if you're in the gaming industry is absolutely huge. All the guys are there. Though there was one big upset this year. Sony decided that they're not going to attend E3 this year. Having launched their... New, new PlayStation 5 well not launched but announced the PlayStation 5 so they left it all to Microsoft and Microsoft certainly took the opportunity although they did say that E3 is not quite the same without their biggest rival because I'm sure most of us know that there are two gaming consoles around that are, are significant and serious outside of the PC gaming world and that's the Xbox and the um, PlayStation but Xbox have some interesting stuff coming up they announced the latest version of Xbox, which is coming, they say, towards the middle of 2020. Now that sounds like science fiction because 2020 is not long away. It's, it's pretty much less than 18 months away and we'll, well, what, six, six, seven months away? Seven months away. And then we're going to be in 2020. So by June 2020, Microsoft are, um, are announcing their brand new platform. But there were a couple of other really big announcements, just a little bit about what's going on. It's called Project Scarlett, and that's the next generation console. And it's based on the new AMD platform, something that I spoke about from my report back from Computex. AMD, the new AMD platform, is incredibly powerful. These new consoles are Unbelievably powerful, and all the latest gizmos and gadgets are going to be thrown into it so if you 're even casually into gaming, if you have a couple of kids that um, are fairly serious into it, this is quite a significant both, both the new Xbox based on Project Scarlet and the new PlayStation are literally using next generation. GPUs, CPUs, CPUs, and all the latest gadgets and gizmos. The good news is that if you have up to four generations of PlayStation games and or uh, Xbox games, these new consoles will play them both. And the other thing for fans of Keanu Reeves, they're launching, along with the new Xbox, uh, a new game called Cyberpunk 2077. So all you guys who aren't playing games anymore, and all you who are, Those who are will probably get all excited about that, but all the techies are going nuts. Keanu Reeves is in this new game, and I've seen the video. It's pretty insane. Go and have a look on YouTube, and you'll be absolutely amazed. But a lot of new games, a lot of new interesting stuff coming out, and the last thing that Microsoft announced, or one of the last things they announced, is something that I spent many, many, many hours wasting my time on. And that was Flight Simulator. I don't know who h- hasn't played Flight Simulator at some point, but they're bringing it back. In fact, Flight Simulator predates Windows, which is quite interesting. It ran on DOS back in the day. You could actually run it on your DOS box. Now that's like back in the, back in the Rinderpest, you know, when we had Oxwagons and whatnot, but we did have power, but I'm not going there. <laughs> but anyway. Flight Simulator is coming back. It's coming back to, again, early 2020. And it should be really, really, really interesting. So Xbox are literally on a, well, Microsoft through Xbox. And um, Flight Simulator is going to run on PC and probably Xbox as well. So lots and lots of news from gaming, from Xbox and from Microsoft are at E3. And we'll be back straight after this. we just got to have a quick break for our sponsors. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back and we're not over with the whole E3 uh setup, but if you want to just go go online, check just type in E3 on Google and check out all the new games. There's new Halo. There are a ton of new games. The gaming industry has become really quite exciting because with the advent of really high-speed uh, fiber pretty much throughout urban the world and certainly urban South Africa, the ability to stream high definition games in very, very, um, you know, massive amounts of data flowing up and down. You don't need massive hard drives. In fact, the new Xbox will have a SSD which, with, I think, standard 256 gig of hard drive. Where, which is nothing in today's stage uh date, you know, today's sort of technological stage. But the reason being is that everything is in the cloud. It's all floating around somewhere and you don't really need to store all the stuff anymore on your on your local PC. So Stay, stay tuned. I'm going to try to get a couple of these games or a couple of the gamers in to discuss these things, because I unfortunately don't have a lot of time to play games anymore. It certainly does eat your time. But the other big news and something that I attended yesterday was the Think Summit from IBM. And IBM, a lot of people, everyone's heard of the name, it's not a name that people don't know, but IBM transitioned from a hardware company into a software and services company many years ago, and it was probably one of the success stories of the tech industry because hardware has become a commodity, very difficult to make money in that game, you know, who cares what box a program runs on, today pretty much everything runs on your smartphone, so you know, PCs are around, laptops are around, but hardware is not the thing. Software and services are. Obviously, the the Think Summit had a tremendous amount of, of speakers all talking about going digital. There were lots of government guys talking about the fourth industrial revolution, which they think is still coming. Bad news for them. They've been living it for 10 years, the poor guys. So one day they'll catch up and we'll all be in in sync. But a lot about cloud and security around the cloud and obviously tons and tons about AI and the uses of AI and how AI and all those sort of things are becoming more and more and more useful. So, so much going on for IBM, but the thing that I'd like to discuss before we get to um, a certain gentleman, I'll give you a little hint. We're going to be talking about Lego, and we and that's just totally not normal for a tech business, but... Uh, what, stay here and listen in at 1120. There's some cool stuff coming out of Lego, which I think you probably didn't even know about. But anyway, back to IBM. They had a major announcement yesterday, which I think is probably one of the defining announcements of technology going forward. And they announced that they are bringing quantum computing. And I've talked about quantum computing on the, on the show before, but they are actually bringing quantum computing along with VITS to south africa now they're not bringing a quantum computer because quite honestly uh, i think the hardware requirements for running a com- uh, a quantum computer is quite uh, extreme you need cooling down to below i think 50 degrees kelvin so it's co- it's colder than the universe it, amazing stuff going on on a technical level but essentially all they have got a number of computer uh, they've got a commercial 1 qubit or 2 qubit Qubit is the measure of quantum computing. They've got a commercial two-qubit quantum computer that if you just Google IBM quantum, you can actually play with it yourself. Anybody can sign up and play with a real live quantum computer. But they've also got a 20-qubit quantum computer, which they're using semi-commercially. And what they've done is they've collaborated with businesses and universities all over the world with um this quantum computer, which is accessible through the cloud. And again, we have uh, fiber. There's masses and masses amounts of amounts of connectivity. So it's really not a problem to connect to this computer and do all sorts of interesting stuff. But where this becomes exciting is that quantum computing, as the guys um, said yesterday, are back in the 70s. Imagine back in the 70s when the IBM PC at first came out and it was this... Clunky little box with I think one or two, uh, kilobytes of RAM. It was the most ridiculous thing. And people were learning. The learning curve was exponential. People were learning new stuff all the time around computing. And that is where quantum computing is. But right now, the stuff you can run on a, on a quantum computer is actually impossible to run on a supercomputer. One of the examples they gave us yesterday is if you want to map a molecule, just a molecule of any chemical compound. It can take up to 100,000 years for a standard computer to map all the permutations and all the possibilities around one atom. Take that atom and work out its possible states and they can do that in a couple of minutes on a quantum computer. So already quantum computing has moved computing into a whole new space and this is part of what they're doing. So not only are they collaborating with FITS in simply by making it available, but they're also working with all sorts of frontier technologies associated with a whole lot of African based researchers, the academics. And the students who will have access to decades of quantum computing capabilities and all the sorts of stuff that they are doing. And at the same time, all these collaborations, I think they're around about 150 universities globally, along with the main sort of research centers that IBM have, some in South Africa and across the world, all of them will be working on quantum computing and right now there are a lot of commercial companies chemical companies medical companies and interestingly and not surprisingly stock and trading companies for example a quantum computer can create a map of all the possible trades of a particular stock over a period of time and give you the answer to what it believes will be the right trade in microseconds compared to what is going on um, in in the normal um, In the normal computing space, what quantum computers right now are not very good at is doing mass data type calculations. So if you've got tons and tons of data and you need to crunch that data and come up with information, quantum computing is not great at that. But if you've got an incredibly complex situation, so stocks, you've got a stock. There are 365 days in the year. That stock trades for 50 days of that year, for example. And there are so many options with that stock and so many elements affecting that stock. A quantum computer can take all of those into account and come up with an answer, buy, sell, in a split second that a normal computer just could not handle. It could not crunch the numbers fast enough. And I'm not going into why a quantum computer is different to a normal computer, because quite honestly – um, the professor of, of, of nuclear physics at WITS said it's quite a hard thing for him to even understand. So if he can't get it, and that was <clears throat> Professor Zeblon Villacazzi, who's actually the Deputy Vice Chancellor of Research and Postgraduate Affairs at WITS, he could not actually explain in a simple way what a quantum computer is. Simply put, it can crunch and deal with numbers at an order of magnitude Well, many, many orders of magnitudes beyond anything that we know. And one of the other areas that was absolutely fascinating to try to get some insight into what is coming and what is going on, AI or machine learning or smart machines, doesn't matter which way you want to call them, are definitely becoming a major sort of Element of everything. Your phone's got an AI core. Your, you know, your computer's got AI built in. AI is part of everything. Security is using AI. Shops are using AI. Everyone's using AI at some level or another, whether it's real artificial intelligence or not is irrelevant. But the fact is smart algorithms, smart machines, machines that learn how to program themselves are becoming more common. And with the sheer Computing ability of something like a quantum computer, um, where they're talking of exponential improvements in sheer amounts of information that can be worked with and on. Um, I think we're going to see some pretty huge breakthroughs going forward. But right now, as they, exp- as IBM explained, we're in the early days. We are just starting to understand what could be possible out of quantum computing going forward. So stay tuned. I'll try to bring you more information about the IBM quantum computer, but there's a lot of work around students, a lot of work around universities and a lot of real world work going on. They're obviously going to approach the big corporations in the country and all of them are going to start trialing something to do with quantum computing and how it can change and improve things. So Good on IBM research and vits. And let's see where we go with this. And we'll be back with Tech Talk Cafe straight after this. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Correct. Well, welcome to Tech Talk Cafe. And with me in the studio is Robert Greenstein. Now, he is the… What of of Lego I never got that I just got his name
1: (laughs) Hi Steve Uh, Thanks for having me on the show So I represent a company Called the Great Yellow Brick And without punting my company But we are the guys Who have the license for uh, With Lego For the official certified stores That have recently opened So we opened the first store In Santon Last year in no July thing.
0: Oh wow So long ago Yeah almost a wow. year Can you
1: believe it wow. um, And we just opened In Mainland two Two weeks ago And these are the Official stores So yeah you can get Lego all over the place At many toy retailers But and we're going to chat a lot about this during the show, I think, but you know, we've got the full experience um, with the full product assortment and then also the, the, the various aspects of, of the collection that you can't find anywhere else. So LEGO's been very clever about their assortments um, and they've limited um, exclusive lines to their official stores. And for the fan, for, for what we call the Athels, the adult fans of LEGO out there who've been very much after these big, big um, sets, they, they, there are a lot of them that have only been available overseas Let's until ex- now.
0: Let's explore that because I mean, obviously, Lego is seen as, I mean, it's been around for forever. Mm. You can, the kids absolutely love playing with it. The bits land up underfoot and under couches and all over the show. Yeah. But there's so much more to Lego. And, and there's a huge following of adults who play with Lego. Uh,
1: yeah, and it's, uh, there's, two, there's a few factors to it. One, they play with it. One, they collect it. Um, I mean, I th- We can talk about this just now. There was, a mm. for, there was a Forbes article, or I can't remember where it was, a couple of years ago, that, that Lego as a collectible outperformed gold between the years of 2005 and <laughs> 2017. So here we go.
0: Investment advice, people, buy Lego.
1: Uh, the, the, Stephen's making really? a joke of this, but actually there's a lot of truth to it. So, and, and, there's a lot of, there's a lot of articles about which are the investment sets and whatnot. And I don't really want to punt that because That's we don't, enough. we don't really push the investment angle of it. We, we the, those, those fans out there that know that they collect this stuff for, for that purpose and they, and they understand that. But, um, there are very much the collectibles. I mean, when I started looking at this whole thing as a business, um, five, six years ago, for me, it was more about the fact that I had a four, or three, or three or four year old child that I'd been reintroduced to Lego that I played with in the early eighties. And I was very much focused on what we call the core collections and looking at a friend set or, a, in that, in my son's case, a, a Lego City set. And my eyes got opened to, to 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 the extent of it. So we were talking about it just in in, in between um, your previous segment and and now, you know, there's lots of other themes. I mean, you've got the Technic se- series, which is really aimed. Yeah, you can get sets there for nine year olds, but I mean, we've got sets that are complicated, oh, it's it's very too, very nice. complicated. I
0: mean, six, seven, eight thousand rands worth of Bugatti mm. Veyrons and and you name it. There's some. Really so, Really unbelievably cool stuff.
1: So when you look at that particular set, the Bugatti Chiron yeah. that was released last year um, and it was very, very sought after, I, I personally built that model for the store in Santon. And I, firstly, as a as a sadly post 40 year old male, <laughs> it was a very indulgent <laughs> thing to do. I sat um, in the evenings building it. I had both my sons helping me, even though they it's quite a lot below the, the age. Uh, that um, means it's a great, guideline. it's a
0: great exercise for them. It's to a wonderful watch and
1: exercise. It's, it's hugely. I mean, it's it's it's, it's uh, like I said, it's, a, it's an indulgent thing to do. It's very relaxing. You turn off the TV. Turn off your phone. I, I got to spend quality time with my sons doing it. We got to see what mistakes we made. have to unravel it. And when you actually see the architecture and the, uh, the, the, the design inside that vehicle, I actually thought to myself it must be more complicated to go and design a Lego Technic model on that scale than the actual vehicle itself. I mean there's a full-blown transmission in the thing. If you, if you build, if you can get your hands on the retired Porsche set, my, my business partner mm. built this one, the, uh, and I'm not a Porsche expert and I'm not a complete car fanatic so someone out there might have to correct me but I think that the Porsche's got a double, double the clutch is that the yes, right thing? Yes. The Technic model actually has a replica and a remodeling of that you actually build the same clutch mechanism in the model that is in the car itself that, that's, the, that's the detail that the designers have put in there It's pretty insane I mean, again, we're talking about
0: tiny little blocks of plastic I heard an interesting thing apparently... Um, Lego have spent $150 million trying to find an alternative to plastic, and they've failed.
1: Um, they've not
0: quite found something that's better no, than so I think what standard done- Lego stuff. Quite Sorry try- to digress, but no, I just no, thought no, that it, was pretty cool. But
1: it is, and, it, and, it, and it, we've been asked this because obviously, you know, we, we, we are selling a lot of plastic. We're not yeah. going to get away from that. And one of the questions we actually had recently was a woman who was quite concerned about it. And I think that Lego have, um, again, I stand open to corrections on the exact date. I think by 2030 or 2032, they want to be using only biodegradable plastic. And already in the shop, if you come in, we've got, um, it just coincidentally happens to be plants and, and trees and, and little ex- accessories you can purchase. Those are all made from, from biodegradable <laughs> Plastic. plastic. so, yeah, so, so that is happening.
0: Oh, so back to, yeah, yeah. to high tech toys.
1: Cool. So, so let's talk about a couple of things. Mm. I mean, you know, again, instead of just being a toy retailer who just pushes your product on you. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a capitalist animal and retailer. You're here to, to, to make money as well. Certainly. But there's also the experiential side to it. So, you know, I want to pick up on your AI, um, PC. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad yeah. I got you a little bit early and I was listening to that. So yeah, AI, I mean, and the extent of artificial intelligence is obviously um, subject to the, to to what's in front of you and what you're using, so we've got we've got a very simplistic AI tool in the shop, which is the first in retail that I've ever seen, and that is we've got a beautiful big television screen. And as a as, a, as an adult or as a kid, you walk up to the screen with the set, and it's obviously pre-programmed. But the set then it, it then animates in three D in front of you. So it's a child's first inter, you know, interaction with that. I mean, as a two-year-old or three-year-old, you can even go and pick up that set and hold it, and it will literally in three D in front of you animate with you holding it. What's happening in that set which is quite a nice from a toy experience because you can really see what you're going to get to play with when you, before
0: you even before you purchase, it. purchase it and build it.
1: And what LEGO are doing, and they've announced this um, a few months ago, and we we're expecting a whole new theme. So you mentioned Technic, and there's themes like Friends, and City, and Duplo, and Ninjago, and Star Wars, and all those themes that, 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 that people would have heard of. There's a new theme coming out in August, which is going to be um, released exclusively in Gauteng um, to the LEGO certified stores. Um, and that is a new theme called Hidden Side. And what I understand from the theme is that it 's based on a bit of a kind of haunted house kind of um, subject line, and what will happen is you 'll build the set. And you'll then take your smart device and you'll use your smart device held up to that set in one hand to interact with the set. And the smart device will show you alternative scenes and plots and problem solving type of, um, examples that are going on in that, in that set that you've just built. And you'll then play with it and interact with the set like that.
0: So that's another element that's really cool about LEGO. Mm -hmm. There's a Mm -hmm. lot, there's quite a serious educational and training element to the whole thing especially for younger children definitely or even and coding for example there's a whole element of of learning to code with lego so it's not just toys sure
1: just in those two sentences yeah. you could keep me here for an hour um, <laughs> we'll I another have... 10 minutes okay, so, cool, okay. so keep it tight So i'll keep it tight so 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 let's touch on a, a couple mm. of those points let's let's talk about the programming and robotics first. You made me feel my age a little bit earlier when you were talking about playing flight simulators in DOS, but I, I learned to program, and my background is action systems development. I learned to program with, with an application called Logo. I don't know if you remember that, where you, where you move the little turtle around the yeah. screen. Now, you, you get a much more advanced type of programming now, which is basically um, drop-based um, robotics programming. And um, Lego came out with a set called Mindstorms a few years ago, which has been on the market for some time. And there's a set currently on the market which came out, if I'm not mistaken, about eight. Months ago, called Lego Boost. Now, what Lego Boost is is it's a is it's a, a module, um, and that, that 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 talks to the iPad. You have to have an iOS device, um, and you actually have to have an iPad to, to use it. Um, and in this, in the box that you get, are a, enough components to build five different modu- models. And it ranges from Vernie the robot. To there's a cat. There's a guitar. There's a assembler, and there's one other. It just escapes me for the moment. Um, but essentially. Um, you, you, you then you then you, you use obviously instructions on the iPad to guide you through the, pro, the the building of the set, but this boost module sits in the middle of it, and then using that drop-based coding, you actually get an introduction to robotics. And both my sons have built it. Um, again, it's an advantage being exposed to this much Lego, um, and it really is a wonderful introduction. So the set is like an age, of, I think, at eight years old. But my my my, my son, when he, before he was even six, built it and literally had the robot walking around, moving around in sets. Which So that's an introduction to robotics, and where Lego getting. Quite quite clever is they are making other sets boostable. So you can take that boost module and you can buy um, I think there's an Ninjago dragon for those you know, kids out there who know who follow Ninjago cartoons, <laughs> and they can boost the dragon and get the dragon to pick up things and make noises and walk and breathe and move its way. I it's it
0: pretty important because we we're living in a world of I wouldn't call it robotics, but we're living in a technology world. No, we're world, living
1: in a, te- in a te- total. And te- there's
0: no question yes. that kids need those skills going forward. And Absolutely. what a great way to take a traditional toy which is tactile mm. and real and you can play with it. Um, and it it combines all these sort of educational and and actual life skills that become really well, really powerful
1: and, and i think going back a step even before we like to think about the 21st century is lego itself as a toy embodies everything as a parent wants for their child so it's 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 um, long-lasting. It's not just. I mean, by the very nature, you're obviously going to break it and rebuild it. So I don't want to be taken out on that. <laughs> but it's designed. But, for but it's designed that. for that, yeah. and it's not single-use. It's not like you go and buy a single-use toy and it breaks and it ends up in the in the bin. Um, so so for me as a parent, it, it really embodies the, the the fundamentals of what you want for you, for your children. It's educational. It's long-lasting. It's creative, and it's and it's stimulating. And I think what Lego are doing, which is which is massively important is they're keeping themselves relevant moving forwards into the 21st century I mean we, we're talking to one of the project managers from the Czech Republic who helps us with the new store, store rollouts and I mean there's an entire innovation team and how they plan I mean never, never mind just the models that are in the store so yes in Santon we've got a beautiful big um policeman with a big hat and kids can come and build on him. Now what we're seeing, which we've got in Menlin, is yes we've got a model, but the model's not interactive. She's got a screen on her face and it moves when you touch the button, she talks to you. I've seen some of the future <laughs> models that are coming. So that is know,
0: very cool actually.
1: It's very cool. And what it does is for for guys like us, it's it's it brings us back to our childhood a little bit. So it's you know it's making us excited about the toy about a toy. And again it's not just a, it's not just a screen time toy. And don't get me wrong, I mean I'm a i am I started programming when I was eight or nine years old and for me technology is extremely Extremely important, and I have this ongoing fight with my well, I say right, my argument with my wife about when to introduce intellectual gaming. Intellectual discussion, intellectual debate. Like yeah, bit, yeah, yeah, intellectual deba- debate. debate. So I went to introduce gaming for my kids, I mean, I, I grew up gaming, and I grew up playing Transylvania on my first Mac, and I, I, was, I was very excited to hear what you're saying about the new Xbox because <laughs> I can't wait to see Diablo for the new iOS. But exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. But, but but I think what Lego is doing is it's not just Fortnite, which which I won't let my kids go near. Um, you know, it's it's, it's something that's that, that's that's intelligent, um, and it was an interesting discussion that I had with with a very um, uh, experienced businessman who had a lot of experience in the toy business. And if you think about when we were kids growing up in the 70s or 80s you played with toys for a lot longer. You played with toys probably till about the age of 12 or 13 years. Whereas now, I mean, Mike, you know, your kids. Yeah, don't. the
0: techno, the screen and the technology mm. gets, becomes such, so seductive so early, mainly because it keeps kids quiet quickly. Well, but a, apart from yeah. that, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it does, it's not very tactile, it's not no. very physical, and it, it, it definitely, um, locks people, you know, and it's very one-on-one. Whereas Lego, for example, a couple of people can play at the same time.
1: Absolutely. So, so you know. So that, the
0: right word not very social. If,
1: if you, well, you say that. So, so yeah. we open. No, this not phone. Lego. I'm talking oh, about the, some, Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> well, unless you, but again, unless you're on a gaming platform and you've got mm-hmm. your headphones on and you're playing with someone in the UK. You could argue there's a sociable side to it, but not extremely. Having mm. and being as an ex-programmer and gamer, not not in the same way. You know what I? What we had? We, what, what's lovely about the stores, like in Menland and mm. Sanson, and, and hopefully rolling out more in, in, in the rest of the country. And, sorry,
0: let's just clarify that. There's stuff in these stores. Number one, you can't buy yes. in normal retailer, in normal toy retailers. Yes. Yes. So there's definitely s- more to see yes. and more to do at your actual Lego yes. stores than anywhere else.
1: Yeah, so, so you've got the full assortment. Let's say um, assortments that regulatory retailers could keep but don't have the real estate to do it, so we keep the full assortment. Secondly, we've got what we call exclusives. Um, at the moment, we've got a Ford Mustang. We've got a roller coaster. We've got a full rendition of the Hogwarts um, Castle, if you're a Harry Potter fan. And there's lots of those that get released all the time. There's a set that was announced just last night on um, the old Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic Park with the gates and a massive T-Rex coming up. <laughs> so what's, what's nice is that we keep you coming in for those nice big sets that you can't get anywhere else. And there's the all the add ons, um, mugs, cups, um, lunch boxes, notepads, key rings, all the um other paraphernalia that's, that's added on. So, you know, again, you walk into Nike, you're expecting to see not just Nike shoes. You want to get the whole Nike assortment. Uh, you know, you want to walk into a Lego store. We want you to be able to buy everything there from a key ring to a notebook to a pair of sunglasses. And no, I think that's key
0: because finally, I mean, it was, people used to go overseas, mm. the lucky few oh. who could, and see stuff that is now available in South Africa for everybody.
1: Well, at our launch in mainland, uh two weeks ago, it's interesting. We actually spoke about that point to the media where we said, you know, South Africa's on the map. You know, you've got huge international big luxury brands. You've got huge entry-level brands. You've got huge clothing brands that are all entered in the market. I remember being in the 1980s with all those sanctions and embargoes going on. I was so excited when my parents went to the U.K. because they would come back with a T-shirt or was it a Chicago Bulls pair of um, uh, uh, tog bag or whatever it might be that, that it could, you couldn't get here. You. you don't need to travel. You know, well, yeah, I mean, we all want no, to travel. No, you all need to travel. You all need to travel. You see but, the world. But, but, you but you the to truth travel to shopping.
0: is that, quite honestly, you can pop, go down, do your grocery shopping Absolutely. or whatever on Santa and pop in with the kids and see stuff that is
1: world-class
0: yeah. and, 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 and the same as anywhere else.
1: And there's another subtlety to it as well, and that is that we, we place a very big focus on training and on staff education. So what's very key is, is that all our staff in the shops have built sets. So, yes, they can't uh, – uh, So they're not uh, just
0: selling boxes. They're
1: not just selling boxes. In fact, we, 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 get, we try and push our staff not to push the expensive box. I mean obviously We want to sell to, to to pay rent But it's more important That if you come in With your five year old That your five year old Goes home with what They're intended to get Not with what you want um, And the staff Are highly trained It's always
0: a challenge Especially yeah, well, with that Bugatti sitting in the yeah,
1: corner Yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so our staff Are highly trained In, in, in that regard um, The sets are all on display Which is outstanding And going back to that point I wanted to make mm. Because we've got all the sets We have to get people To build these sets And I had the instance Where my parents Were up here from Cape Town My dad's 76 My mom's 72 And my six year old Son sat with them for three hours uninterrupted, no shouting, no TV, passing the parts. Grandpa do this, Granny do that. No, it's super.
0: That's unbelievable. So it really is incredibly social and therapeutic for the for want of a better word. I, I, I
1: had I had one of our clients. In this
0: crazy mad uh, uh, world of. of Digital distraction. It is
1: just to turn off your phone was a big thing. And, you know, I had one of our clients who actually was during one of the, um, Chagim on, um, at the end of last year that, um, came and he bought a big set because he says he likes to do it every single year. Obviously, he's got a bit more time on his hands. You know, he's at home with his kids. He doesn't want to just play on the TV. And they buy a big set and they build it together. That's so what that's
0: they do. the, the Yonto trick. The Yonto, the yontif, Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely it's pretty
1: amazing. And uh, maybe a few months early for the, for, 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 for the Yonto push. But, but yes, it's a, Listen.
0: Why not? Uh, Any 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 reason to go retail?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: So. What is new? What is coming? What is exciting from Lego that you have some insight into?
1: Oh, I get asked that question a lot. I mean, we do. We sometimes get a bit of an inkling, but obviously there's big embargoes, so we can't share on 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 specifics. On, on specifics. but you know, August is a very very big launch date on the on the Lego calendar. There's a obviously
0: lot of, it's the north the northern hemisphere's shopping exactly. season begins round yeah. about September. And or we so,
1: and we've just had a big launch now in June. One June was a massive launch where we launched a, um, a set um, for hidden sides. So um, it's not for Inside, sorry, for Stranger Things. Oh, okay. so, so if you're a Stranger Things fan, we've got the Upside Down, which is actually the house, and you can actually swivel it upside down. And that is very cool. It's very cool in the detail, and it's amazing. We've got a commemorative uh, 50th anniversary of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landing on the moon because that's happening in July is 50 years. So we've got a lunar landing module. I can't believe 50 years. Yeah. Wow. So we've got a lunar landing module. These are both exclusive to the Lego-certified stores, um, available online at greathellobrick.co.za. And then coming in, in, in August, like I say, all these big Technic sets that will be coming is a very, very big Technic. Set coming in October is probably the worst kept secret of the year, so I'm not really giving anything away. If you Google it, you'll see it's a seven motor big lifter, and that's and that's looking very very exciting. There's this new theme coming in August called Hidden Side, which is which is going to be very very nice, and, and like I say, exclusive and halting to the certified LEGO stores for a period, um, and. Then, then we know of a few more exclusives coming between now and Christmas. Obviously so you can't say exactly so what there's they
0: a are. Ton, there's always new stuff. There's always, I mean the basics are the basics. But well, like, there's any, always new exciting themes and, and stuff coming from LEGO.
1: I always say what makes any retail company really, really successful is the investment that they put in terms of research and development. And LEGO are doing it constantly. Um, uh, unbelievably, and the R and D and, and the intelligence that they have with the license agreements, like Star Wars or, or like now they just released this Ford Mustang, you know they're very clever, and we've and we've got an inkling of some product that's coming later this year and next year. And for those guys that have, that just love Lego, put some money aside. I promise you, it's going <laughs> to start just, saving. <laughs> now Start saving now. It's it's it is really just the products getting better and better and better.
0: So just to wrap up, you've got two stores in South Africa Correct. now. One's in Sandton City. Correct. And the other one's in Menland. Yes. Plans for more.
1: So we've, like I said, we've got the license with Lego um, in Denmark. So we've got the license to roll out these stores within all of South Africa. Our strategy is to have a store this year in Cape Town, and um, and we and we are. Pushing hard for Durban as well. So you know, hopefully we will have some, some good news for the fans in those areas. Um, so yeah, that's the, that, that's the plan Brilliant. to have four stores quite soon.
0: And you mentioned online. Can people buy all this stuff online or check it out online?
1: Everything is available online. We had a very interesting email from a guy down in Cape Town. He said he stumbled across our site and it was too good to be true and he was paranoid it was. I said, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, we are absolutely, Jeez, we're a, we're a yeah, no, suspicious bunch. No, absolutely. We are the official online, um, official Lego certified store for South Africa. Great yellow and full assortment with all the extras and all those exclusives.
0: Brilliant. Well thanks so much for joining us. Uh, as you said, we could probably talk for a couple uh-huh. of hours. But we'll stay in touch and maybe you'll come back and give us some insight I mean, into some of these more exciting things you coming some down models the road. To show you as well next now we're talking we'll turn this into an experiential radio show. Absolutely. Brilliant. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Thank you. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on one oh one point nine High FM. Well, there you have it. Toys have become so much more than just toys. It used to be just this little box of stuff that you distracted the kids with. And now, I mean, the scope and the scale and the the robotics and the little machines and and, and the virtual reality, which we were just talking about coming from Lego in the nearish future is, it's just quite remarkable. So get on down to the Lego stores. I've been there. It's quite an experience. Built little, you can, for very little money, you can build a little Lego, which you can take home. I surprised my wife with a picture of her and she was holding a sword. So you can read what you want into that. Anyway, moving on to one of my favorite parts of the, the, ...the show, and that is the gadget of the week. And we've discussed high-end phones and mobile phones are quite a big thing. I mean, I get to see probably more mobile phones than any human being should over the last couple of while. But Hisense, now Hisense are well known for their TVs, for their white goods, um, fridges, and other things. But Hisense being a company that actually makes a ton of their stuff right here in Atlantis and Cape Town, which is quite interesting have launched, they've had a couple of phones in the market before, but this week they launched the brand new Infinity H30 um, phone. And um, I must tell you, I'm suitably impressed. I have one with me in the studio. I just unfortunately left it in my case on the other side, so I can't get my hands on it to talk about it. But... The, ah, brilliant. You see, there's some use to having guys from Lego in the, in the studio. <laughs> there it is. A really good-looking new phone from Hisense. It's called the Infinity H30. And here, I'll start with probably the most exciting thing right up front. It's quite interesting how smartphones have developed over the last little while. If you had to see this phone resting on the desk or anywhere, it does not look like what it costs, and that is key. This phone is going to retail for under 6,000 Rand, which is incredibly good value. And when I start um, going through the specs, you'll understand exactly why it's such an amazing value. It is a 6.5-inch screen with a really beautiful glass front and back body. Um, It has the traditional notch. They call it a dewdrop. Because the notch is not square. It's like sort of gentle, dew droppy. And, um, it, it really ha- has a couple of things that set it aside from other phones in the mid range. So the high end of phones today are, are anywhere between 15 and 20,000 Rand. And along comes a phone from Hisense. And as I said, they've been in the industry. It's their 50th anniversary right now, this year. So it's not like they're going anywhere. They've got factories. In the country where they make these things, they don't make the phones in South Africa as yet, but they certainly do have uh, a reputation for quality, they have a reputation for being available, and there is just so much in the way of Chinese phones out there. There's so many that you don't know who to trust at some point. So sticking with a brand is really, really important in my in my estimation. So back to um, the phone itself. As I said, it's got a 6.5-inch uh, screen, which is really pretty good. Res- it's, it's HD plus resolution, so it's not as sharp as the high-end flagship phones, but it's certainly fast enough. But one of the other key elements, and I actually saw this funny enough at Computex as well, the processor is a MediaTek high-end processor. And where MediaTek come in, they're a Taiwanese company, and they make – and they've just relaunched this new processor, which is equivalent to some of the more expensive ones in the more expensive phones. I won't mention names right now, but the, the, the processor se- itself allows dual cameras. It allows AI photography. It allows all the modern tricks that you would expect from a top, top end smartphone. So high sense using this chipset have been able to produce a phone that in many ways is very, very comparable to um, the high-end phones out there retailing for more than double or even triple the money. So it's got a 16-megapixel camera and a 2-megapixel camera for depth and for all those bokeh effects that people love to do on the rear. And interestingly, it's got a 20-megapixel selfie camera for everybody because obviously the, um, all the manufacturers have decided that selfies are absolutely key for phones that sell in the mid-range because their target market is Definitely the younger generation. People who want great technology but can't afford 18 to 20,000 Rand for the latest Samsung or Apple phone. So, this one is running the latest version of Android, Android 9, and they, and the overlay, which is their own little overlay, is pretty delicate. I must say there's not much, um, in the way of bloatware. There are very few sort of, apps that um, don't make sense. They've got one little one that's cool called the Mobile Manager, which fixes the memory and clears, cleans up the phone pretty effectively. And they also call it AI power saving. But there is one absolutely outstanding feature. Now, you can feel it. It's slightly heavier than other comparable phones in that sort of price range. And the reason being, there's a 4,500 milliamp hour battery. Simply put, you should get three days Of use out of this phone with a six and a half inch high resolution screen from one battery charge, which is, for me, groundbreaking. Imagine not having to charge your phone for three days. You know, most of us can't wait to get home to top up at four o'clock or five o'clock in the afternoon. And I've been using it now for two days and I haven't charged it. It's still almost on 96%, which is pretty insane. So that is a huge, huge, huge bonus. It's also got standard. 128 gigs of memory which is pretty good most most high-end phones come with 64 to 128 gig this one comes with 128 gig so that's really well worthwhile and it also comes with 4 gig of memory so pretty smooth pretty fast especially running with android 9 so so far i must tell you i'm super impressed with both the look the feel the quality fingerprint reader face recognition it ticks all the boxes with a clean, fast, smooth. I've tried to play one or two games on it. It Struggles a little with the really high-end ones, but other games run really smoothly. So if you're in the market for a, a mid-range, um, sub-6,000 Rand smartphone that really doesn't look like a mid-range smartphone, it it looks the part, great screen, very nice camera, um, lots of memory, smooth, fast, and, of course, AI photography. You name it, it's got it. This may well be well worth looking. Apparently, it's out on the market; it's available from all the operators right now. So that's the Hisense Infinity H30, and um, super impressed. I must say that uh, Hisense have come a long way, and they've produced a really great, great, great device. Now, the last thing, because I can see we're running out of time really quickly, but the last thing I wanted to talk about, um, and I will come, I will talk about it straight after our little last break for our our. Um, our sponsors, is cloud storage. And it's really a big, big, big deal. A couple of people have have mentioned to me they went overseas, took the most amazing photos, lost their phone, and now have nothing to show for their trip, which is not cool. But we'll be back straight after that with a solution and not a terribly expensive one. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And as I said, all of us tend, I mean, let's put it this way. I've just reviewed a really inexpensive phone with an outstanding camera for the, for the money, takes amazing pictures. And the old story is the best camera on the market is the one you've got in the pocket at the time. So more and more The the standalone camera is fading into the background. For professional use, you cannot beat a high-end SLR. But for most of us, 95% of us, every day, we're using the camera on the phone that we have in our pockets to take tons and tons of pictures. And how many of us remember when we get home to plug that phone in and back those photos up or whatever? And quite honestly, it's a huge problem. People lose their phones and it's un- unfortunately they get stolen, they get damaged, and all those wonderful memories, all those amazing pictures, the ones you haven't posted on Facebook and on Instagram, of course, uh, are gone. So, what you can do, and a number of phones do it automatically. Apple are pretty slick about that. If you've got an iPhone, it'll automate, and you you have to have an iTunes account or a, you get an iCloud account. You get some free storage, and it uploads all the pictures and that to iCloud pretty much by default. Generally over Wi-Fi, try not to do it over uh, uh, 3G or 4G because that can get expensive. But anyway, it's there, it's done. Android does a very similar thing with Google Drive, but you often need a lot more um, storage than what comes out of the box, if you want to put it that way. So what I recommend on all these phones is that you do invest in a little bit of a Google Drive or Dropbox or Box or any cloud service. So I'm not singling out any one of them. I have my favorites. Generally with Android, Google Drive is brilliant. With um, iPhone, iCloud is also brilliant. And all of them have an option to be able to buy more cloud storage and to use that as your repository for everything on your phone. So not just your pictures, all the documents, everything that you've done on your phone. So if you lose the phone, it's simply a matter of replacing the hardware, putting in a new password, and there you go. Everything is back up and running instantly anywhere in the world as long as you have a decent Internet connection. So really, if you haven't thought about it, if you haven't considered it, it's an absolute must. You should log on to one of these various platforms or install one of these various setups or pay for a little bit extra uh, storage. So, for example, Dropbox gives you 2 gig for free. But if you want to get their full-blown service, which then also does one other thing, you can see all the pictures on your computer, you can sync it across all your various devices, you can even sync it to your TV if you want. But that costs around about 1,500 Rand a year. But there is one platform that is actually ubiquitous, and most people don't even realize they have it. And that is Microsoft Office 365. The vast majority of us have Office 365 for home. You've got Office 365 for the office. You use Word. You use Excel in your daily lives. And if you've transitioned across to Office 365, you get one terabyte of storage free as part of the package. So if you buy an, uh, Office 365 for home, it's 860 or 5 rand a year. You get five licenses with five terabytes of storage for each user. So each one with a phone in the family can have their own cloud storage. And this is the last little tidbit that I want to share with you guys. You can get Office 365 for free if you are a student or you have kids who are students. All you need is the email address of your school. That's it. And you go to a website called MicrosoftOffice.com forward slash Education Office or just Google Microsoft Office Free for Students. And you will, you will, you can. It's not a, it's not a promotion. It's not a limited time offer. If you're a student in South Africa, if you're a varsity student, if you're a school student, if you have any educational email address, you can get a full-blown package of Office three hundred and sixty-five with fully functional Word, Excel, you name it, for free. You never pay anything, and um, that includes. Email services, and it includes one terabyte of cloud drive, which you can then load on your phone, download the app, and store all your pictures. Everything can be backed up to the cloud through a free Office 365 setup. If, for whatever reason, you don't want to get a free Office 365 or your kids are no longer at Varsity and uh, you're not a, a student of any way, shape, or form, then I seriously do advise that if you're using Office 365 for your home computer, you can load it on your phone, log in with the same credentials, and you get massive amounts of free storage. You set it up that it automatically, as soon as you connect to a, a home Wi-Fi network, it automatically backs up all the photos, all your WhatsApps, you name it, all to the cloud. <clears throat> and then you're entirely safe. You never need to worry about losing anything ever again Your hardware simply becomes another piece of tech that can be replaced. And all your memories, everything, all your experiences, all the stuff that you've um, done over the last little while is all beautifully stored in the cloud safely and securely for the most part. I'm not saying that there aren't small uh, considerations around that, but really not worth worrying about. And the same thing goes for the iPhone. If you have an iPhone, uh, it's worth Increasing your, um, your, your, your storage capacity. I think it's 99 cents or $1.99, uh, a month for 50 gig and I think $2.99 for a 200 gig. So really in this day and age, there's absolutely no reason to back up or to not store all your photos, everything on a cloud drive. And on that note, I'm off to the cloud. This is Stephen Ambrose with Tech Talk right here on High FM. Stay tuned. Back on Tuesday and back next Thursday with more tech news and gizmos and gadgets. Till then, this is Stephen Ambrose right here on High fm